Welcome to CTO Confessions with TC Gill. Brought to you by IT Labs. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. This episode of CTO Confessions is brought to you by the one and only IT Labs, providing technology leaders with purpose-driven development teams for high performance, innovation, and productivity. What more could you want, huh? Please think of us like tech leaders' best friends. BFF, best friends forever. But seriously, we know what you need. We get it. We work to make your life easier and more fun, just like a best friend would. And your host today is me, TC Gill, IT Labs Chief Talking Officer, CTO. And I'm speaking from the UK, London, the land of top hats and tails. And in this episode, we're going to talk about CTO's role in driving revenues for SaaS companies, i.e. how the right tech can help your sales rep. And our expert guest is Gene McNaughton, a thought leader in the sales space, author of the book, The Sales Edge, your ultimate guide to finding, keeping and growing accounts. He's worked with many medium-sized and large-sized organisations where he's been key in driving sales growth from the millions to the billions. Remember Gateway Computers? Well, he was part of that dizzying rise and growth. So let's not delay any further. Let's get to our guest. Hello, Gene. How are you? Hey, good morning or good afternoon for you. For once, it's a sunny afternoon in the UK here in uh, London. How, how was it there? It is sunny and hot. I'm in Southern California. It's going to be about 90 degrees today and right. ready for a great celebration day with the kids. What do you do for, um, what do you do for a living? Well, I'm the president of a business growth company called GrowSmart, and we work with companies, usually mid-size and large companies, to help them grow. Originally, we started as a sales training company. My background with a company called Gateway Computers, where we helped, we grew that company from 50 million to over 11 billion. Most people wow. have heard of Gateway. Oh, yes. And, you know, I serve many leadership roles there, including running large sales divisions, as well as building their entire sales training programs from business to consumer sales training to small business to sales training to how to, you know, hunt, keep and grow enterprise clients. Wow. Ultimately, um, as I started to go off on my own, I realized that um, while many companies come to me or come to my company, Growth Smart for sales training, what I began to find after years and years of experience is it wasn't just sales training they wanted, it was growth they wanted. Sales training was one of the elements of growth. But now after consulting over 158 companies, many brands that certainly people listening to this right now have heard of, I find that it's, it's not just sales training that's gonna cause your organization to grow. While it will help, you've gotta yeah. have other things in place to assure that the growth targets get hit. Right, okay, so it's not one thing. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a number of different areas of, of the business and its operations that kind of support that. That's exactly right, TC. I mean, really it boils down to three key factors. Right. And you know, first, obviously, is documenting and orchestrating your sales processes and methodologies. That's a combination right. of using the best practices of what you know already works. And the odds are you've got people in your organization right now that yes. seem to hit their number or beat their number quarter in and quarter out. The same people that are in your president's clubs are getting the awards at the end of the year. There are things that those folks are doing that are yes. causing them to create outstanding results. 
then it's combining that with third party knowledge. So people like myself and some of the other great business to business sales trainers or sales orchestrators to understand what are the best practices of other companies that have sales organizations that are similar to the one that you run. Maybe right. have sellers that are inside in a call center or in their homes today. Maybe you have sellers that run a territory and their job is to hunt deals, to service the accounts that they have in their territory and obviously we want them to grow it. Yes, so right. You've got to have identified best practice and it's got to be trained with rigor, right? You can't build a muscle by training it once. You've got to do it over and over right. and over. And Repetition. Yeah. Secondly is for companies to grow, they've got to have accurate metrics or KPIs, key performance indicators to know are the initiatives that we're driving right now, and that's leadership, management, marketing, customer service, and sales, are they moving the needle in the, the key four to six key performance indicators? It could yeah. be appointments, it could be proposals, it could be conversion percent, it could be average sales price, mm. it could be new partners brought on from the channel, but you've got to have the second piece to create growth, which is great tracking, measuring, and monitoring. monitoring. Oh, the old okay. thing is so true. If you can't measure it, you can't manage it. Yes. And the third piece of creating growth in any company is you've got to have your marketing team involved in growth. TC, right. traditional marketing, traditional, is spec sheets, brochures, website, and in some cases, trade shows. That's what right. traditional marketing does. And traditional marketing would say, we, marketing drove X amount of leads, we put them into, let's say, salesforce.com, and then marketing's not involved anymore. Yes, right. right. You know, marketing teams that celebrate, we got 2,000 leads at the trade show, now they're in salesforce.com, go get them sales reps. Yes. And the sales reps traditionally look at these leads and go, you know, they call a couple of them and they <laughs> they're not good leads. Now, right. once in a while, there's a needle in a haystack there. But yeah. to create true growth, it requires all three. Documented, regimented, well-trained sales methodology, tracking and measurements to know that you're moving in the right direction and marketing involved in creating weapons for the sellers. Yes. Weapon, case yes. studies, white papers, in today's world, educational webinars. I mean, one of the great um, methodologies that smart companies are doing right now is they're doing educational briefings. And these aren't salespeople that are doing these public webinars or Zoom calls. These are right. usually the engineers or the product developers that are gonna talk about the new technology that's coming or some yes. of the challenges with the existing technology. That yes. gives your sellers two big bonuses. One is they've got a value add to, to give to their existing clients. Yep. Secondly is they have a new reason to reach out to the prospects they're trying to get in front of them. And it's a soft way to say, hey, we've got our engineers coming on. They're gonna talk about the future of technology in our industry. We'd love to have yes. you join. Beautiful. Yes. That's, that is what is required today. I was listening to one of your podcasts uh, last week and it was around um, the new norm for sales. And in terms of uh, the CTO audience and the CTO, CTO community that we have, um, I was really intrigued as to what that new norm in sales means to the technology people out there. 
Well, you know, being somebody that's in the trenches from a sales standpoint and working with clients, working with uh, partners who work with clients, there's obviously going to be a new norm in how field sales reps perform their day-to-day jobs. I mean, historically, up through February, they would, you know, set meetings, drive to the meeting, set in the lobby, run the meeting, come back, enter their information. I mean, that's right. the traditional B2B field sales role, the person that runs a region. Well, we know that that's, that's just not going to be the same maybe ever again. Mm. You know, no longer is it needed for that seller to get on an airplane and fly two hours to do a one hour meeting. I mean, we can do so much more with technology. Yes, absolutely. But while this, this stay at home scenario has been significantly disruptive, it has helped us realize there are uh, technology advances to make, create a new norm. Right. Now, if you think about it, TC, the you know, sellers, you know, every mid-size and large-size company already had an approved, you know, series of budgets and P&Ls planning yes. for the year. And in that is travel budget. Well, we, we know that travel budgets, anticipated spends are going to be radically, radically reduced. Yes. And this is where the CTO, the technology person comes in and has such a huge impact. Right. That's right. Um, I, I imagine that they... so. So from what you've said, the, the impact that they have is kind of two kind of key areas. One is uh, the actual technology the salespeople use to, to uh, run their sales meetings now because they're not face-to-face. There's, there's a kind of technology involved. So there's aspects. And there's also the aspect of the technology people supporting uh, the services that they're selling. So, for example, SaaS companies requiring a technical person to re- represent the technical side of the, the conversations in meetings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so so in terms of the, the, the first thing that we mentioned, which was the supporting the salespeople and making sure that's right for a sales conversation, you want to tell us a little bit more about that? Well, if you think about the forum we're on right now, you know, right. If, if somebody was just listening to audio, that would be great for, for a conversation. And that's how we did a lot of things 10, 12 years ago was purely audio and teleconference yeah. calls. Then WebEx became the norm and then many people moved from webex to go to meeting and today there's multiple platforms some free some inexpensive some very expensive that somebody can use to have a almost face-to-face meeting right now it's so much better for a seller to have visual representation when they're talking with somebody or or speaking to a boardroom why Mm. because you can read body language you can control the narrative a little bit more you can you know in a program like we're using right now which is zoom i can show you my notes or i can show you a powerpoint or a diagram or a drawing and still have the benefit of of two-way dialogue with the visual side of of the representation sure yes but what i see what i see tc is the companies that are 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 not going to see as much of a hit and are going to move faster and more profitably into the new era of selling are the ones that are going to be technologically enabled right there there are so many little things that you can do and you got to remember TC I have salespeople that are coming after me as the president of GrowSmart trying yes. to sell their CRM and trying to sell their software trying to sell their marketing system so you know I am on the the buying side of many conversations and part of what I'm doing is studying what that seller's doing and how they show up right yeah 
you know, what, what's the, what's the platform they're using and is it a free one? Is it a paid one? Yes. And you know, some of them are, are using old laptops with non HD cameras. There's no microphone in front of them. So the audio picks up everything from the background. And what I'm saying is technology leaders should be thinking about the empowerment and the enablement of their sellers, their customer service folks, and their marketers using technology exactly like we're using right now. Right. Okay. So, so in terms of the details of that, what, what are the points that are going to make it easier for the salesperson, man or woman to be able to do their job? Um, well, there's, there's some really easy and inexpensive things that, that technology can enable. Now, keeping in mind, if we know that travel budgets are going to be slashed str- dramatically, I mean, there's yeah. just no doubt about it. I don't see, certainly this year, a seller going back to the old ways of setting appointments on Monday, hitting the road Tuesday through Friday, which is kind of the norm. Right. They're going to be able to get a lot more done in their laptop doing what we're doing right now. And if you think about it, in the old days, you know, February 2020 and previous is, mm. you know, a seller would hit the road. They drive their, to their appointment. Let's say that's a half hour, 45 minutes. They'd right. wait in the lobby a half hour. They'd have their meeting, say, for an hour. Then they'd come back. That's burning five hours of the day. Yeah, that's a, when that's the truth the is, gone. yeah, yeah. And one of the things that's notorious in sales organization is the seller mistaking activity for productivity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right. You know what I mean? I mean, you've yes. led organizations and at the end of the day, it's, you know, what matters more appointments, more proposals. And I'm just staying high level here, yeah. uh, more conversions, higher average sales price, higher uh, margin percentages on deals, more longer ongoing contracts. Yes. So it, as a technology leader, if, if, if you looked at the fact that travel budgets will be slashed, so that money is allocated somewhere. And if you talk to your sales leader, if you really partner with the sales and marketing leader, if they're one person or two people, then look at it to say, what can we do to enable everybody? Right. A couple things that I recommend. One is standardize on your web-based system, your meeting system. Right. Now, there's there's variations. Uh, The most noteworthy are, are WebEx, go to meeting, go to webinar, and Zoom. Those are the ones that, are the easiest and whether somebody's on a Mac or a PC, yeah. they can click a button and log in. There's nothing worse than when I have a video meeting and somebody sends me some foreign link. I've got to download and download the software. I got to move to Chrome. Right. It drives me nuts. And this is a <laughs> seller trying to pursue my business and already coming into the meeting, I'm frustrated yeah. because I had to click buttons and download things and I didn't know what I was la- launching and Yes. You know, so one of the first things you can do is standardize on the platform you want to use. And then secondly, right along with the standardization and the odds are, if you're listening to this, you probably already have picked one of the, you know, one of the better ones. Yeah. Um, Secondly is train everybody on how to effectively use it. Yes. Yes. I agree. I I think that's a missed, uh, they kind of, um, sometimes the technology is kind of thrown over the fence and uh, off you go, you know, and, uh, and, and, and it kind of causes all kinds of uh, unfortunate and unneeded mistakes and maybe misuse of the tool, you know? Um, yeah. Well, TC, think about it from a seller's perspective, especially if their job is to be proactive and go after new business, you know, every single impression matters. 
Yeah. And of course, we've heard that old saying that says there's never a second chance for a good first impression. Yes. Yeah. So if if it requires work on the prospect side, especially if they're a busy leader, it, it it's just it's going to set you off on the wrong foot. So establish yeah. your platform and use an easy platform that's compatible comfortably with Macs and PCs. Mm. I've had a number of foreign one comes to come to me that you know I go through the process and like I said by the time I get to the meeting I'm already frustrated yeah. or yeah. I'm coming from one meeting that ends at you know five minutes prior to the hour I grab a cup of coffee and get ready for my next meeting and then I've got to download a bunch of stuff. Right yes yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. It sounds quite painful for us. So from a from a selling to a, a potential client, you want to make their journey uh, in the whole experience as painless and I guess pleasant as possible. Um, so this kind of brings me on to kind of the technology that uh, the technology people can provide to the salespeople, um, uh, which obviously is the camera, um, is the mic. Have you got any uh, uh, opinions on that? TC, a good example is audio quality. Now, if you notice, I've got a microphone here that this is not a super expensive microphone. It's probably 70 or 80 US dollars. Right. But but notice the the quality of the audio and realize that, you know, in some cases, people will be listening from an auditory standpoint. Sure. If I just go, TC, to my app. Yeah. How's my audio now? Um, Not particularly great. Uh, It's um, sharp. Uh, Sounds echoey. Uh, the warmth of uh, the previous microphone is not there. So there's marked difference. Yeah, now especially if I have noise in the background, I think a lot of people are like me that have kids that are coming in and out. Mine are also yeah. still right now, thank goodness. But yeah. it picks up, this microphone picks up everything and a little investment from a technology standpoint into an audio just like this. Yeah. USB plug-in that plugs into any laptop can make a huge difference. Sure, yes. And um, I, I, I can imagine from a conversation perspective for, for sales, um, it's that little variation is going to make a huge difference to the, the quality of the communication as well. It's clear. Um, uh, and, um, and yeah, there's just kind of like, it's almost like the, the quality is like you're in the room, you know, almost, you know. Yeah, for sure. So the audio quality is important and a minimum investment to give the tools to the sellers to run effective meetings. Yes. Secondly, is I'm not seeing companies spend a lot of time on working with the sellers to run effective overall meetings. Hmm. Now, something to think about. One is, is camera quality. Now, I've got a, another an inexpensive, less than 100 US dollars, high definition camera. Yeah. But I've also got a high def camera on my laptop. So right. here's a different look on the visual side. Yes, yeah. Not I too just, bad. It's not too bad, but it's but it's definitely, it's, it's a lot closer. Um, the other one seemed a little bit more kind of, um, yeah, it's, pre- it's better presentation. I, I think that's the best way to describe yeah. it. And then on, from, from this standpoint, if you see behind me here, you know, when you're training your reps on the fact that when they're having a face-to-face meeting, very similar that we are right now, somebody's right. watching this on video is, the person that's looking at them is not just looking at their face, they're looking at the background. Yes. So yes. how many meetings I've gotten on where, and these were, that person was prospecting me. Yeah. And I look in the background and there's stuff all over the place. There's crooked pictures, there's yes. paper scattered. And I start to make impressions about people and make decisions about people, not just based on 
yeah. know, their look, but I'm, I'm looking at the background. Yes. And yeah. most, most people just don't pay attention to this. Yeah. There's, there's probably half the sellers out there that I know of that are, you know, been in sales for 15, 20, 30 years that are not technology friendly. And I think that anybody that's listening to this right now, you, you know what I'm talking about. Yes. You have some people that are all over the technology and you got some people that are a little bit afraid of the technology. Yeah. And you're setting them up at a disadvantage by not giving them the right technology or the, the best practice technology and training them on yes. how to use it. And how to use it and, and get the best out of it as well, you know, uh, yes. particularly being at them being able to configure it themselves um, and, and, and what have you. Um, it's interesting you say about that kind of in terms of the backdrop. I mean, obviously my backdrop is very different to yours uh, for people watching the video right now. Uh, and I guess it's kind of making sure that material you have behind you is appropriate for a start off. Hopefully I haven't got any, any inappropriate books back there. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, it, it just kind of a bit of kind of character, you know, obviously being here in London in the UK, I've got my Union Jack up as well. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it's kind of considering all these little points that are going to make a big difference. And, and I guess if this was a messy uh, office, it kind of also communicates something about you, you know, uh, there's that kind of aesthetic side of things. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I mean, no doubt it, it's, you know, I, when I, if you follow me on LinkedIn, I just did a post on, you know, three simple things you can do to run more effective meetings. Oh, wow. Okay. And that's very simple. Audio, video, background. And then, you know, I'm going to just lift up my camera here, TC. You can also spend a little bit of money on some lighting. Yes. Yes. You know, very inexpensive. And, you know, at some points for most of us, the, the light coming in the windows can be, you know, enough. Yes. But let's face it, it's not always sunny and yes. it's not always daytime. That's right. And you can get these light. Th this whole system I have was probably less than $300 US. Right. And yes. it, makes a, it makes a wild difference. If you see my background, right? Yep. This has yep. been not, you know, not that I'm some artist or anything, but yeah. found a nice picture, cleaned yes. up the background and... When I'm having, now if I'm just having a regular internal team meeting, then, you know, I go into my normal office and working environment, but I can come into this little, this is a dining room converted to a studio per yes. se, studio. Yes. And, you know, I can, you know, I can run a professional and effective meeting. And this is where technology can give you an advancement over your competition. Wow. It doesn't matter okay. what your, your product or service or your industry is but you want to set your sellers up. You want to set your leaders up to be super effective in this. The new norm is going to be WebEx, GoToMeeting, Zoom. And, you know, I can't emphasize enough that, you know, the companies that are still using the free versions of whatever or the super cheap ones. Yeah. That is a brand representation. If you're trying to trim costs by using the cheapest web system. Yeah. You know, my company went from WebEx to go to meeting, then go to webinar, and I used that program for eight years. I knew every bell, whistle, button, mute, sound, background. I knew it all. Yes. So I was hesitant to move to Zoom, but once I saw what Zoom could do, yeah. and it was a fraction of the cost of go to meeting. Yeah. And it used lower bandwidth, and I could use it on my mobile phone. I could even do Zoom calls while I was driving. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. It was a, it was a no brainer for us. That's our choice. Yes, and you yeah. got to make a choice too. There's security features depending on what your business does. That some yeah. would say WebEx is better, but but either way, standardize, train on it, 
give your sellers the weapons they need to compete in the new market. Excellent. Yeah, that's pretty good advice. Uh, seems obvious, but sometimes the obvious isn't that obvious, you know, to, to many people because they don't feel it's important. So, so coming on to the kind of second point that we uh, introduced earlier on, which was around how can technology people help uh, their salespeople. There's the support side. Um, I, I can't remember the term that you use for this. Is it's that ability for them to kind of uh, be alongside uh, the salespeople to understand what the client wants and, and, and to say it's possible. Can you speak uh, to that uh, in some way? How they can support that aspect of it? Well, I, I see. You know, technology is an, an enabler or a disabler. You know, great question. If you were to do any surveys of your frontline folks particularly the people that are out that are responsible for driving new revenue and keeping the accounts you have and growing the accounts you have is, you know, how do they view their technology they are able to use today? Is it an enabler? Is it, does it drive them to newer heights? Does it give them a competitive advantage? Yes. Or would they say it's more of a boat anchor? Yeah. Right. right? That's probably the first thing to look at. If, if I'm a, a CTO and saying, am I doing my job at the level of partnering with the sales leader, partnering with the marketing leader, giving them suggestions on uh, video capabilities on, you know, even if you're beta testing, somebody plugging in a microphone like I am right now. Right. Versus using a, a regular laptop. Yes. Right. right. Okay. Yes. And, but, but looking at it from a standpoint to say the, the new, new, the new norm requires technology, right. requires enablement. Yeah. Right. There's a lot of noise about it prior to this, but now it's a mandate. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, so the, the, um, the thing I'd like to kind of cover with you is, is the actual uh, ability for the technology people to support the sales process in terms of the knowledge they have around the technology that they might be selling. So if they're a SaaS company, they're selling um, you know, a product, the salespeople have got some level of understanding of what the technology is that's made that product or service. Um, so in terms of the CTOs being involved, the technology people being involved in the sales conversation uh, as well, um, I guess that's really important. Well, it, it depends on the deal and it depends on the size of the deal yeah. and it depends on what you do. There's a point where in bigger deals where the, the executive leadership team wants to show up as executive sponsors of the project itself. Right. And if it's a, if you're in a smaller company and you know, part of your delivery mechanism or the secret sauce of what you do is your internal technology. Yes. It, it may, it, maybe it is the CTO, but it's gotta be somebody that is super smart. It could be that systems engineer. It could yes. be, you know, the right hand person. Yeah. But ultimately being able to talk technology is a competitive advantage. Now, if you think about it, mm. you see is that, if a company's making a big decision, a big financial decision to choose the product, the software, the service that's going to help them get to where they want to be, they're going to have a buyer's table. There are going to be multiple people involved in that decision. Yes. Of which one of the key people that will influence that decision is the, the, the client's technology group. Yes. Now, here's the mistake that most companies make. They send a salesperson in to talk to the technology people. Yeah. <laughs> which rarely works. I mean, you've got to have a special salesperson that yeah. can both carry a quota and be 
you know, super in-depth, technically inclined. It's, it's, it's a rare find if you have yes, those, yeah. good for you. Yeah. But what a seller should be doing is bringing in their engineers, bringing in their technology thought leaders. Yes. Because on the buyer side, there will be super in-depth, technically inclined people whose job is to ask the hard questions. Yes. Yes. And whether it's the CTO or it's an engineer or it's a uh, SME, a subject matter expert, they yeah. are vital in yeah. today's buying process and selling process. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I can see that. And I've seen situations myself where having that uh, tech, tech person in those sales calls from the word go, understanding, asking the right questions. Because in a way, sales conversations are also a sensing and adapting to what, what the client needs. There's this, you know, the right questions asked, bring out the right information. And, uh, and you know, having the tech people there adds a huge value to that conversation, I guess, you know. Well, let's, let's look at how buying decisions happen, TC. So, for example, in my company, if, if we're considering something, anything, yeah, I've got a John Morkenton I bring in. He's my technology guy. He is the guru. I trust him. His whole professional life has been in technology. He's, he's a guy that can dig in and figure things out and, and build case analysis. And he's just a smart dude. Yeah. He's the one that's having all the conversations with company A and company B. Yeah. Um, we were just going through a large um, change in our, our email provider. You're right. We were going to go from a program called Marketo to a program called HubSpot because HubSpot, we thought, gave us more capabilities, was in the price range. Yeah. Well, as the president, I'm not capable of having the in-depth how does this system connect to that system and what happens here? I don't even know what questions to ask. Yes. My job is to put the right technical people and the right marketing leader in those meetings yes. with Marketo and HubSpot and a third, another one that came up, came our way. Yes. And, and I let, I left it to them the to yeah. play it out, come to me with recommendations. Oh, what's the strength and weakness of this one? What's the strength and weakness of that one? What's yeah. the cost model? What does it cost to get out of the box and get implemented? How much time? Those are the questions I'm asking as the president and yeah. the ultimate decision maker. It was me that was going to sign it, but yeah. I put my trusted subject matter experts into yes. the sales conversation. Yeah, that's right. And the, the other advantage I can see around uh, the CTO and, and technology people involved in this conversation is, is that they might spot opportunities to actually help the client. They might know something that, that the salespeople aren't aware of, you know? Oh, it, it's, it's almost always. Yes. But, but I, I, I am very confident that well, I make buying decisions very similar to every small, middle, big, bigger company is I'm going to put my, my subject matter experts that yeah. I've hired, that I've worked with, that I trust in those sales meetings. And they're the ones that are going to vet the solution because ultimately my job as the president is to hold them accountable to getting the outcome that I want. Yes. So they yes. come to me and say, here's our capital investment for these tools. I weigh the pluses and minuses. And, you know, if I need to go find the money because it wasn't budgeted for, then that's my job as the president. Yeah. But I trust them. Yeah. And if you understand how purchases go down, it can help you frame your salespeople and your sales team in using the right tools, being able to, you know, have things like, 
you know, the days of signing an agreement and scanning and faxing and scanning and faxing. I mean, you yeah. know, when there's, when there's things like DocuSign out there that I can send one thing, it's yes. click, 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 signed, done. It's a PDF. Yeah. You know, there's so many things from a seller and buyer standpoint that just get lost in the fray of busyness. Yes. So as yeah. a technology leader, coming from a, a guy that's more of a sales person, sales yeah. leader, it's like, do your sellers, managers, and leaders have the tools they need to perform their job at optimal levels? Yeah. That includes CRM. That includes webinar technology for your marketers. Yeah. Marketers, you're not, I don't see anybody doing a, a trade show in a booth this year and collecting leads that way, which is what traditional marketing has done. Yeah. I see more people going to webinars, right? right? No longer is it, you know, go to the hotel room in the, in the city, invite people in for an expensive lunch and they have to sit through the, the product demonstration. I just don't see that happening. Right. Okay. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's a no, I mean, it's a, it's a huge area. I, I didn't really appreciate the kind of intricacies of all this. And I, th I guess what many people do is they assume that it's all kind of worked out and it's being really explicit in the technology people being involved to saying, you know, sales boys and girls, what is it you need? You know, what's going to make your life easier and also listen to the pain points because actually the problems that they're having, there may be a solution out there. You know, there might be something that, that the technology people can do. Yep. Yeah. And that's what I think the, the, the nature of, you know, our getting together is, is, is I believe technology. I know for a fact, the CTO, the technology leader within the company yeah. When he or she partners with the VP of, you know, the sales leader and the marketing leader yeah. and, and not just says, you know, the basic needs assessment, how can I help you? You got to remember TC that, you know, that old saying that Henry Ford said is that, you know, if I would have asked my customers what they wanted, they would have said faster horses. Yeah. Ha ha. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. So, but, but from a technology leader standpoint, it's okay. Maybe you're going to beta test a new webinar platform. Yeah. Maybe you're going to beta test, uh, you know, DocuSign is one of the things that, that, that we use and, yeah. and, and it's so easy for everybody. Maybe you're going to beta test, you know, a handful of these microphones that go out that are a yeah. minimal investment. Certainly, you know, many cases less than, you know, what it costs for a seller to yeah. drive his or her car, park their car, pay the tolls. Yes. Uh, you yeah. know what I mean? Yes. I, mean, I, I can, Go to lunch. Yes. Yeah. It's a huge you know, saving. So, and it's not about like, we got to go find the money for the microphone and the yeah. camera and the lights. It's not about that. It's like the money exists. Yeah. And I guarantee you, you go to the sales leader or the CEO, say, yeah. look, the new norm is going to be this webinar technology. And if we're going to do this, yeah. let's do it right. Yeah, I love it. And, and just to kind of finish off, though, one of the things that I always notice um, uh, that's missing in many of these setups, including my own, because it's broken, is one of those tablets so that you can use a pen to annotate uh, what's on screen or in the presentation, you know, uh, being able to whiteboard efficiently and well um, across, you know, conversations. So, Excellent. So some great, some great tips there, Gene. And um, so what we'll do is, is uh, on the page for this podcast or video log blog um, is uh, provide your contact details. I'm sure uh, people yes. will be interested in finding out more. That's okay. Um, and um, yeah. And uh, let 
people, you know, if you've got any ideas uh, that you'd like to add into the mix, uh, join the discussion, uh, send in your recommendations and, uh, and we can all learn from each other. So thank you for your time, Gene. Thank you, TC. Good yep. luck to everybody out there. And if you've, you've, you need to reach out and want to have a one-on-one, just TC is going to provide the contact details. We've got tons of free resources available for you and your sellers online. So hop on those and yep. help to see you down the road. Brilliant. Okay. Have a good day, sir.